0: Hello everyone, you're listening to the Lucky Star Show and Tell Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Field, owner and director of Lucky Star Art Camp, a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp held annually on the banks of the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. On today's podcast, I'll be talking to a new Lucky Star instructor, Liberty Lind. Liberty has spent her life exploring creativity. Her grandfather is an incredible artist, so she grew up admiring the sculptures in his studio and being immersed in the world of art at a very young age. He loved art in all its forms, and it encouraged her to explore different visual arts mediums as well as dance. It was no surprise that she attended an arts high school in South Florida and then graduated college, earning a degree in musical theater with a concentration in dance. After graduation, Liberty moved to New York City to chase Broadway and met her husband in a worship band they were in together. They moved to Nashville to pursue music, film, and television, and teach dance at the Nashville School of Dance. When their son came along, they moved to her husband's hometown, Kerrville, Texas, and soon added twin girls to their family. With the new career as a stay-at-home mom, Liberty turned to visual arts like mixed media collage, jewelry making painting, and sewing, and eventually created a small business, Willow, Ivy, and Whimsy, inspired by the many hair bows she made for her infant twins. Welcome to the podcast, Liberty Ledley. Today's podcast is brought to you by Meadowood Creative. Meadowood Creative delivers beautifully packaged branding that brings clients' stories to life. Through artful design, Meadowood Creative helps you to forge valuable connections with your target audience. Meadowwood designs for all of your creative needs, including branding, logos, print, websites, murals, patterns, illustrations, and more. Check out MeadowoodCreative.com to learn more about it. That's M-E-A-D-O-W-O-O-D-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E dot Hi! Hello, Liberty!
1: How
0: are you? I'm really excited. I feel kind
1: of like wiggly, like kind of wiggling in my seat. Just very excited.
0: Awesome. awesome. I'm glad that you're excited. I'm, I'm happy to have you on the podcast. And I'm happy to have you coming back to Lucky Star. Last year, you were a first-time camper. And this year, you're coming back as a camper slash instructor. And I am, I'm thrilled. I know. Me too. Very
1: exciting. Very.
0: Um, you were like a lucky star, natural. Yeah.
1: Oh, totally. I feel like I. Um, I don't know. It's it's not a hard place to fit in. First of all, you know, like it's a. I feel like there's it, there's something for everybody. But I don't. I don't feel like it's necessarily like a place where you anybody should be nervous or uncomfortable. But I, I do feel like I just kind of slipped right in and kind of felt like I'd been there the whole time. And everybody treated me like I'd been there the whole time, so it was a very, uh, very natural, comfortable place to be.
0: Oh, that's that's a good that's mm-hmm. a good feeling, and that makes me happy that you felt that way for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So, a great job of creating
1: that um,
0: culture. Oh, thanks, thank you. So, Liberty, tell us a little bit about your your history. Tell us about your life, your childhood, where to yeah. grow up.
1: Gosh. Okay. So my mom was in the military and so I was always the new kid. And so I think my family jokes um, that I adopted the Waka Waka, you know, from, uh, what was it? Um, Gosh, what what Muppet character was that? Waka Uh, Waka. Gonzo, right? I know exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Gonzo. (laughs) uh, I think being new everywhere, I just kind of had to, that was my thing. Like in order to make friends, you have to be fun. You had to be funny. So I just kind of learned to easily walk into groups and about um, sort of the situation. Um, so I kind of—I mean, I grew up everywhere. Um, we lived in Germany when I was young, um, and then when we came back to the states, my great grandfather was a scientist, and so he started a scientific testing instrument company, very different from the arts. Um, he started that in South Florida, and so when we moved there. Um, I pretty much stayed there for till uh, graduating high school, um, actually college even. Um, so, yeah, and then my I moved to New York City to chase Broadway because um, I was a, a dancer, singer, actor and um, met Blake there, my husband. And we moved to Nashville and then now we're in the Hill Country. Cause that's where he's originally from. Um, and my fam- family originally from the Virginia area, and my grandfather's still there. But I don't know; I, it's hard to really pinpoint a place and say that's home. I guess maybe my grandfather's house, because it's the only house right that I that has been a constant
0: since childhood. So all over, I guess. That's cool. I mean, you know, you hear about army kids, and that yes. is that's that's you. You yeah. went to a, a visual arts school, like a high school. And arts school An arts school. high
1: school. So, um, Palm Beach has a. At the time, it was called Dreyfus School of the Arts. I think they renamed it now, but essentially, it was a place where artists go. And in the morning, you have your arts classes. There was dance. There was music in terms of vocals and instruments. And there was the theater department. Um, communication, so journalists and writers and then visual arts department. And so you went and did your art in the morning and then you would go and do your math and English and all the things. And it, I mean, it was kind of spread out throughout the day, but it was, I mean, the focus there was the arts and uh, I uh, I loved it. It was a really, it was a very kind of like fame. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. 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 So it was very much that sort of experience. So very unique and very, very fun. I think it definitely shaped who I am as an artist and who I am just really in general today.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that's a really special, I mean, it's such a unique experience.
1: There it's be.
0: not your average high school experience. No, sure. no,
1: and I was talking to a friend the other day and she was talking about pep rallies and I was like, so tell me this pep rally thing that you speak of. What does <laughs> We're wearing tights and ballet shoes and wigs and, I mean, we were just a bunch of weirdos and and always doing art stuff and painting all the time. So we didn't, I mean, we had a soccer team, I think, but it wasn't like we didn't have cheerleaders. We didn't have pep rallies or school
0: spirit. Did you have prom?
1: We did have prom. Yes, we had prom. Um, But it was still like our spirit week. All of that was like your department spirit. Like, um, the dancer, dance department spirit and musical theater spirit and the visual arts people there, you know. So it was more sectioned kind of like that.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was was super cool. Yeah. That's cool. So at the point that you moved to New York, like we can't just skip over the New York part of your life. I want to hear all about that.
1: New York is kind of a crazy place. So my mom, I look back on Uh, because I have kids now. I have um, twin six-year-old girls and an eight-year-old boy. And so I was 16 years old the first time my mom shipped me off to New York for acting school. And so I spent the summer, I would, in high school, I would go to New York City and I would get an apartment with friends, usually other actors. And we would just live in New York City for the summer. And we were so young. I mean, that's so young to me. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, how did, oh, how are my mom at 16 years old? Send me to New York city for months. I'm just like, there's no way I would send my kids to do that. I guess it's just a different world. And um, maybe I was just very mature and my kids are not. Um, I mean, they're little, but anyway, uh, so I would go and do acting school and uh, film acting schools and just do dabble in the arts and do different things and go see shows and eat at fun places. And, yeah, it was another really cool experience. Um, and so I knew I wanted to go back to New York. So um, my mom was always very supportive of me following uh, musical theater as, um, as a career. I was sort of scared of it. I was like, ah, she was a police officer. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go into crime scene investigating. She was like, no, you're. do you know yourself? No, you're not. You're, you go, go do Broadway. Do you, not me. You know, Do, yeah. do your thing. And so I went to school um, in Florida. Everybody called it beach school because it was right. It was in Palm beach oh. and it was in the water and it was a Christian university. And so I kind of got the best of both worlds. I really got to help as a young person be shaped uh, spiritually and get to do musical theater. And I got what's called my equity card. So there's SAG for uh, okay. film actors, Screen Actors Guild. Um, and then the third, The stage version of that is Actors' Equity. So essentially, uh, it's your actor's union, and you can only work at certain places. They have to pay you a certain amount. It's kind of like the gold standard as a young actor. Okay. So I moved to New York City, did a couple tours, Gilligan's Island the Musical and Silly Things, and went to New York. what part did you play in that? Marianne. Okay, so just... Of (laughs) course! Right, of course. So in this production, the original Marianne, Don Wells... Was Missus Howell and I was Mary Anne, uh-uh. so I got to be uh-uh. under her tutelage. <laughs> yes, and she was. She would like give me little notes, and she, she was just very sweet. She's since passed. Uh, um, cool. And then um, Barry Williams, who was Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch, was Mister yeah. Howell. So they were like oh. our like celebrity little couple. It was very, um, it was oh, very, cool. it was like kind of very fun time. And we took we toured it to the Keys and. It was fun. So then moved to New York City because um, that was just, you know, I had to do it. I was just, I you know, for the long yeah. time I thought I'll never get married and I'll never have kids and I'll I fly over the suburbs and be like, I'm never going to live in one of those little houses, always going to be yes. the city person. Uh, and so moved to New York City and I think living in the city in the summers and getting to like bougie it up in apartments on the Upper East Side is different than when you move to New York because when you move to New York you can't afford years of the Upper East Side. You're like out in a shtetl in Brooklyn. So I was like <laughs> a 45 minute train ride off the F train. Anyway, so I, um, there was a, a church there where the vocal director sang for the Met Forever and he was brilliant. He, his name was Camel. He was actually from Egypt. Um, he needed singers in his traditional service. And he said, if you come sing, I will do accompaniment for you. And that's a big deal in New York because it costs like a hundred dollars an hour to have somebody help you learn your sheet music and help you learn new songs for auditions. Mm -hmm. so we kind of traded. And one day I'm in one evening and I would record my voice lessons. And so I'm in this voice lesson going over some accompaniment and in walks Blake, my husband now. And he, he played drums in the contemporary evening service. And he'd come in to get his djembe. And so, and I have all that recorded. So we're just, you know, oh. Up, oh, yeah, hi. And he's like, oh, like the voice, he knows us both. And he's like, oh, you should sing for him. And so he made me sing for him. And it's, so that was how we met. And then we, I ended up joining the contemporary service. So we kind of started Blake and I in a worship band together in New York City. What a great Uh, story. No, but New York is hard. I mean, it's, I kind of say, I'm the personality, because I I am from, he's from Texas, from the Hill Country, and my family's from Virginia. I grew up in the country, so the city's hard, and if you don't have to be there for what you do, like Broadway, um, then I'm like, if you're going to work at Subway, work at Subway in the Hill Country. You know what I mean? It was just so, (laughs) it's hard, and it kind of changes you after a while, so um, I said, if we, if I get a job in Nashville, can we go? He's like, well, yeah. Um, and we were still dating at the time, and so I sent my resume to. So this
0: isn't that first day in the studio.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. So uh, I was kind of, I was over. I mean, we, I think we spent two years. We we dated um, for about a year and a half, and then I got a job teaching dance at Nashville School of Dance. And they just hired me right off my resume. And so we just moved. I didn't, we didn't, we had one friend there. Um, and then like, I think my mom was driving my car up to me and she was really coming up because he was going to propose. So I thought she was just driving my car up. And so we're line dancing. Um, and he hits a knee. And then we got, um, we got engaged of course and got married in Texas and, once we had Hudson, our first, he's eight now, we kind of were like, let's just get, we knew we were coming to Texas. We're like, let's just go and, and plant roots. Um, and then the rest is history. We've been here um, about a little bit over eight years. And then we had twins. Um, that was kind of a surprise. And <laughs> I yeah, very much so. Um, and that's Your twins weren't of, in your family? No, but here's the thing. So um, ultrasounds really are pretty new technology. And so like my mom didn't, I don't think she had one or she had one, a really bad one at the very end of her pregnancy. And mm-hmm. a an vanishing twin is kind of a thing. And so the mm-hmm. ultrasound tech was like, I mean, you could be very, you could have been a twin. We just don't know because your grandmother didn't have ultrasounds. You know, your, your great-grandmother, yeah. she didn't have one. So our generation um, is really the first, one of the first to have a million ultrasounds a month you know so it's everybody's going, I don't know it good but these are ours are the first born twins um, and they're Evangeline Ivy and Viviana Willow and that is kind of their story is kind of what started Willow Ivy and Whimsy and how I got into all the felt stuff Um, so little girls uh, our little girls in particular were very bald and very chubby and precious <laughs> Everybody. Um, I know. I mean, they're just like squishing, but everybody thought they were boys, you know, like I feel like little girls and they're like, oh, even you could put them in pink. And they're just like, oh, sweet boys. And so it drives me crazy. So I was putting bows on them constantly. I would carry bows in my bag in case they'd throw one away. I'd be like, no, you're wearing the bow because everybody (laughs) must know you're a little girl. And so I was spending a fortune on bows. And I'm a very like my friends would used to call me Martha Stewart because I just all the craft things. I just give me all all the things. And so I was like, I'm crafty, I'm artsy, I can make these things. And so I started making these little felt bows. And I would sell them to friends. All my friends started wanting them. And then it's kind of funny. So one day um, a friend of mine said, I really want a flower crown for this photo shoot I'm doing with my one-year-old. Can you make me one? And I was like, yeah, totally. No idea what I was doing. No, I had no, I'd never made a felt flower ever. I'd done a lot of flowers. I do a lot of mixed media collage and I'll make flowers out of Bible pages and sheet music and fun things like that, but never like out of felt. So it was like, but I totally, you know, fake it to me. It was like, I totally can do that. Yeah. So I got all the stuff to do it. At the time, it was like this, um, it's called a Sizzix, and it's like a hand crank die cutter. Um, And so I made this, and it was beautiful. It really was. I was like, oh, my gosh, I am such an artist. Like, I'm
0: so proud. I
1: "I can do this. Um, And so from there, it just kind of turned into this business. Like, everybody wanted one. Um, and I just I couldn't make them fast enough. I would put the kids to bed at night and I would just go sit in my little studio and put on um, Downton Abbey or something, you know, and just sit oh. there and make felt flowers and make these elaborate headbands. Um, and just I, don't know, I just loved it. I loved I love working with my hands. I love observing nature. I think that's felt whimsy is um, observing what you see in nature and crafting it with your hands using felt in particular as the medium. And it's, I, I think it's really fun to kind of stare. This class will focus mostly on stemmed
0: succulents and blooms. So, yeah. So before we move on about your class, okay. tell me what, so, you know, it's funny I have a similar story and I've told this on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing again. But when I first started my landscape business, it was similar to that where so many people had been asking me, cause I was doing interior plantscaping at the time for mm-hmm. a woman who had that as a business. And so, so many people were asking me about, you know, do y'all do outside do you do yards and finally, one day, I said yes, and just did it. You know, I just made it, figured it out.
1: I am actually good at
0: this. Yeah, and I and I was good at it, and now I do it for a living. You know, and so there is something you know in your spirit that I see. You know, there is some sense of adventure, mm-hmm. some bravery there. Where you, I mean, my goodness. I, I would say stepping out and moving to New York Gosh, yeah. as a young adult, but also going as a 16-year-old. So I feel like your mom planted this seed in you mm-hmm. that gave you wings to feel mm-hmm. like yes. I can do anything so my grandma, by allowing you that.
1: Yes. No, absolutely. I, I, I feel like the my mom and her parents were, were very, very instrumental in who I am as an artist. And I think when you're, when you consider yourself an artist, like that's in, in a way it's your identity. It's, it's who, uh, I think you, you can't not create. And there've been seasons where I wasn't creating as much and I was like, give me some Play-Doh, somebody, you know, like you're just yeah. giving me something yeah. to do, something to create. And my grandfather is an artist. He's a sculptor. In Virginia, he has this whole external from his house. He has this big studio and he sculpts out of marble and wood. And I mean, he would have gymnasts come. I remember growing up down in his basement, he has this platform and I would play on it all the time, not really knowing what it was. And it was where he would come, he would have people come and pose for him. Um, he has this one of a gymnast. I'll have to share it on, on Facebook on this show. And she's holding her leg up like this and she just stood there and held this pose and so when I look around his house oh my goodness. There are all these different poses there's one of a sort of sort of forlorn and sad and she's kind of crumpled in a ball but somebody came and posed for that and so I think growing up seeing that and seeing a studio and just like the mess and the shavings and the tools and the big thing the crane that had to like lift the marble up um seeing all of that he, was, he loved modern dance he, would, he was a we'd always go to, to see shows and so when I got into dance my grandmother always paid for those lessons always like you whatever you guys need whatever costumes like she was very instrumental in making sure that I got to do that um, my, my grandparents were just very uh, supportive and so when it came time once I went through all the years of training and all the shows and and it looked like I was actually good at it and getting jobs and getting lead roles yeah. I think my mom was like listen you've just you have, you can't not do this. You've got to get out and do, don't stay here. Don't do this. You know, I really thought um, I wanted to be a crime scene investigator. I just, I always kind of thought that was interesting, maybe because she's a cop. Uh, And she took me to the, the library and pulled out all these like actual photos of crime scenes and made me sit there and flip through the whole book. And I was like, okay, can you go home to your family now? I was just like, no, you're right. I'm gonna go <laughs> sign up for musical theater right now. I'm going. I'm gonna do it. And then when I did go to the city, uh, she helped support me and was like, "What do you? Are we making rent? Are we do. Are we getting jobs? Are we good? You know." She was very supportive of that, and I'm so lucky because that is.
0: It's really unfortunate. Oh,
1: it's not. But that's
0: not the story you normally hear, right? I mean, really when when some kid. I mean, like, so many stories you hear of kids saying they want to dance or they want to be an mm-hmm. artist and that's how they want to make a living. There's not that story of support right. that goes along with it. Right. And not only was your mom supportive, but I guess it was her parents. Yeah, her parents. Your grandparents. grandparents. Yeah. They, to have them behind you, too, is huge. Liberty, I mean, they that's a show. so they, awesome.
1: My grandmother was at every single show. I mean, even like the early ones were just probably bad, you know, just probably so bad. (laughs) You have to sit through a million, like the ballet recitals where you're sitting through a million other people, other people's kids. Uh, They never missed a show and they were always there. Uh, That that is, um, that is really fortunate because I mean, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm not using my musical theater degree now, but I think I went through a time where I didn't understand Um, God and all that. Like, God, why did you put this on my heart? And why did you make me this way? You made me an artist. Like, the the creator made me to be a creator. But I'm not doing anything. I'm not, it just didn't work out. New York isn't for me. So what am I doing? You know, just so like, hmm. Yeah. And then things like Lucky Star or the different ways that I can teach or or, uh, will I be your business? You know, so... All those things kind of come along, um, or just playing with my kids and dancing with my kids. And when my girls are like, You know, ballet, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm already in my own house. So those things kind of make me like, Okay, I see um, I am using my art more than I think I am in, in the everyday.
0: Yeah, that, that's something that I've always felt really strongly about is that we all have different seasons of life that we go through and you can always continue to weave that thread through whatever it is that you're passionate about don't ever let it go right i mean just just keep weaving and and like at some point your kids are gonna get old enough and they're getting close Mm -hmm. to where you may be able to do have you done any community theater like I mean, that would be something that would be so fun.
1: Right. And and so that's something I, with the, the whole equity card thing I was telling you about, I'm not allowed to do any kind of work that isn't union. So I have to let my card go. And I hey, have No, I know. It's called scabbing. Or I'd have to change my name and hope they don't find me. Like some sort of, um, huh. maybe they'll put me in like witness protection and I'll change my name. <laughs> to Libertad van der Hoosen. I don't know.
0: No, because you live in Texas, like the guy from Egypt, we can just call you Horse. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect.
1: No, this is brilliant. And so anyway, so I haven't done it yet because I'd have to let go of that. And I'm not I'm not going to be... We're planning on being here in the hill country forever, and there's not going to be an equity house anytime soon. So I probably really should just go ahead and let go of it. Um, but I, I mean, the kids, they... They've, they've shown some interest, but they're still kind of shy. Like I, they'll, uh, if you ask them, one of them in particular, like the, one of the twins, um, she, we always said that Evie wants to be the world, everything to the whole world. And Vivi wants to be everything to one person. So if you pulled her yeah, aside and said, yeah. sing your camp song for me, she'll sing it for one person all out. Evie is like, is, there, is everybody watching? You know, make wants to make sure that the whole room is paying attention. Uh, so, I probably should, you know, Uh, but it's hard. There There was an old saying, friends don't let friends be artists. Friends don't let friends be actors. And I think that that comes from, like when you're in your low place, like when you're not getting the gigs or when nobody's buying your artwork or whatever it is, it is, sometimes it is hard. The rejection side of it can be hard. And so they're like, I think that was from Fame the movie, but they're like, listen, you just don't let your friends do it. Like, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Because it's a hard, it can be a hard life, and there there is some rejection to it. Um, so I think sometimes I'm scared to, like with dance especially, I'm scared to let the girls get into that. Because I think dance, um, especially back in the day, it's a, probably a lot more... Uh, love your bodies and you're beautiful how you are now. But midday was like, You're listen, you're not really cut out to be a ballerina, and those hips Sorry. are a little off, you know. And you're like, What? Yeah. As a, a year old, like, what? So I'm scared of things like that. But uh, we definitely, I mean, there's art, and um, they all have their own art bin and all the art supplies. I feel like I, I spend more on construction paper and art supplies. And we just go, sometimes it's like, let's just go to Hobby Lobby and y'all just pick something fun and new out. Cause that just fostering that creativity in them, even if they don't go to college or they don't grow up to be pros, that there's just something special, lucky star, there's just something special about seeing all those people create something and what it does for them, what it does. Coming back to lunch after the first day, after everybody's had their first session is completely different than the first, I don't know, eight hours that you're there. After that first class, right. there is something in the air. There's like a hormone that we release. It's like art hormone. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but there's just something tangible. Endorphins. Being in a room of people who just got to just just do it. Just make their... And art of. And if it was bad, if they thought it was bad, they got to do it and they had fun and they're with awesome chicks. I mean... So create, yeah. teaching creativity to kids, especially now with all the tech stuff. I think it's hard because we're so we're so tech heavy. Um, it's really important to make sure that kids go, Okay, well, that's cool, that's fun. But also don't forget, we can use our minds and our hands and our feet to yeah. do some fun stuff.
0: It's funny because even just go, just when you said the words construction paper, I got this little jolt of like, ooh, construction paper. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like the fresh crayon box. You know, it's that. Oh, man. I mean, I still get so excited when it's school supply shopping time. <laughs> yes. I'm probably the only mother in the world that gets no, excited too. about it. So but I'm nice. like, ooh, the new paper and all of it. Like, I want all the spirals because yes. they have such cool designs yeah. now. You Things that we didn't and have, you, have even. This is all ooh. the looks, you probably need yeah. to One some. for you, one for me. That's how I shop. <laughs> love that uh, well okay so tell us about the class that you're offering this year that's yes. okay so what's felt, it called? felt whimsy uh,
1: and I'll backtrack for a second and explain why whimsy uh, and why willow ivy and whimsy I kind of talked about that like how the, the how the bows and how all that kind of came about but willow ivy and whimsy so willow and ivy are our twins middle names And Quincy is the middle name of the triplet that we lost in Utero. And so when I was making all these bows for the girl and I was starting this business, I was trying to think of a name. It just kind of came to me one day and I wanted a way that I could honor her you know, and, um, the, our girls don't know yet. Um, which is kind of, I might have to like, skip over. I want, they're, they're very excited to hear this podcast. so I'm gonna have to skip over this part. Um, <laughs> kind of, like a great way, um, to honor her and, and to get back to, um, who I am as a creator and as, as an artist. And it, it I don't know. It just, it really just made, um, it just made all the sense in the world to me at the time. And I really, I went through a big uh, postpartum depression but after the twins, like all those extra hormones just dumping. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. It was a really
1: hard time. And so getting to do all of that and getting to use my hands and getting to have a creative outlet um, really helped me. And so my girls, all three of them, um, really helped me in that creative process and in a time where i really needed it and so felt whimsy is a class where this particular class will be doing stemmed as in like a a stem of a flower so we'll be we'll be stemming the succulents and the blooms so that they can be put into flower pots or um, hooked on a wreath, and you can take them off. You can repurpose them. You can stick them behind your ear and a little bun, like my little buns I've got right now. Um, yeah. And you can do all kinds of things with them. Um, putting them on a headband is a little bit different of a process. Um, it takes a little bit more skill and a little bit, a, little, a couple extra steps. So we're going to start with stemming them uh, and kind of go from there. And and I mean, it's it's kind of the process of observing nature looking at a plant looking at a succulent or sunflower i'm really excited to teach sunflowers um and creating it with your hands getting to mimic what god made and it it stays there forever you don't have to water it and if you have a black thumb you don't have to worry about that you can keep (laughs) you can keep these alive Um, and so it's just it's a fun um very zen sort of process of just kind of cutting out all these little felt things lots of chit chat and and girl time bonding time talking and just kind of creating this pretty little bloom um so i'm very excited i'm very excited um leslie eastland who teaches yoga you, have, you guys have to check out her class mm-hmm. um for years she's been telling me she's like you have got to come to lucky star you've got to teach her your, your crowns and your flowers you've got to do it um, and so finally this year um, is is the time to do it so I'm very just excited I'm excited to, to go to camp at all and to to be there at all but
0: oh and your felt work is beautiful like Thank you you do such a great job I I'm excited about this we've never had a felt class at lucky star so this is a first yeah speaking of felt I know that you have a favorite kind of felt it's yes. not the Hobby Uh, Lobby. mm,
1: I know. Tell Uh, us
0: about, tell us about that and kind of like get into the supplies for the class. Right.
1: Okay. So I like to say that not all felt is created equal. So um, I think we all probably grew up playing with felt or doing, cutting out shapes or doing different things with it. Um, That felt that's probably most common to us is polyester felt. And it's not as tightly woven it went once it's cut the edges sort of blur and fuzz a little bit mm-hmm. it's a little bit more floppy and it just doesn't look as lovely uh as wool felt um, i get mine from a supply i mean there's tons of suppliers on etsy um but my, the one that i i like the the colors that she has um it's always very quick shipping it's sweet stuff by jen um And it's just, uh, it's good stuff. And it's just, once it's cut, it's a very crisp line and it stays that way. Mm. Um, So felt, obviously, is going to be very high up on our priority list for class. A glue gun. And that's sort of another one too. It can be done with a standard glue gun. The glue gun that I have is, it's a detail tip. So it's like this teeny tiny little tip on the end of the glue gun normal glue sticks but it just pushes it through at a finer point so that you can get tiny little bits because you don't want glue globs sticking out the top of your bloom right then it obviously won't be nobody's getting fooled at that point um exactly um, scissors you could use a regular i always and in, in my house everybody knows we don't touch mommy's Fabric scissors mm.
0: in particular, mm-hmm. but my
1: craft scissors. Because they need to really stay
0: sharp. They have to be really sharp,
1: sharp right? These craft scissors are not your craft scissors. They're very different. But my girls are starting to, they're like, oh, these are my craft scissors. Like, please don't touch these, you know. So they're kind of getting, they're cute like that. Um, and then a little, they call them embroidery scissors. So they're tiny. They're oh, yeah. three inches tall. They're tiny and super sharp um but that helps to get some of the little detail work so like when we do mums or the stamens of the flowers you really need to get in and snip tiny little pieces of that and that helps you get that detail otherwise you might snip all the way through or you might get a chunkier stamen which is fine because I think with felt whimsy and I mean with all with all art or if you're if you're painting and you want to paint a succulent realistically then bro, do it by all means. But somebody might come in and be like, I want to add, I want to do it black and white and do very a oh. very, um, just a more modern approach to it, more abstract. And I think with Felt Whimsy, you can do that. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll take, sheet. I love working with sheet music. I'll tee it and kind of crumple it and I'll make a pedal and then I'll make a pedal out of the sheet music article Bible page and sort of like stick that in there with it. So it's obviously not oh, stick looking, but it's just different, you know? Um, so I think it's art, it's art. So if you've got, um, a book that means a lot to you, maybe get a copy of that book and maybe cut up some of those pages. Or, um, I have some, in some way it feels a little bit sacrilegious, but I have a a particular Bible that I'll take pages from and cut up and use it for mixed media or or leaves or petals. Um, sheet music, of course, and maybe a wedding song or a song that your mom used to sing to you all the time. Um, so thing I like, I like to use, um, things that have meaning, you know, so, uh, um, yeah, I really want to do, uh, the kissing hand. There's this book called the kissing. Oh, hand. Oh, I
0: love that kids. book. I used like, to read that book. Yeah.
1: So I really want to make for my kids a mixed media collage, something out of that book. Um, yeah. I haven't, I'm, I'm still working on it, but you know, sometimes like sometimes you just, you see things and you're like, I feel led, or I feel pulled. That means something to me. I want to create with it. Sometimes you just have to kind of yeah. sit with it and go, "All right, it'll hit me at some point." Yeah, it, it's it's very it's very exciting, and I really can't wait to see. Especially knowing the Lucky Star Group, uh, I can't wait to see what they pull out of their what they teach me, what they pull out of their hats or their bags. Oh yeah, like, that always case with me last year. Um, and what I, I would just open up my suitcase and like, "All right, what do we have to play with today?" I uh, but like Mary Poppins. I can't wait to see what the group brings to the literal table. Like what how can we make this funky or different? Or how can we put our own selves into what what I'm the the skill. I guess I'm teaching the skill set and I'm looking for these artists to come to the table and create their art with it.
0: Oh yeah. And they will. They oh, always they will. Do. I know. But, always do. But it's, it's important to say too. Even if you feel like you don't have a creative bone in your body, oh, absolutely. this is something you can most definitely do yeah. and do well.
1: Yes, absolutely. I feel like I, I am. I'm the type of person um, where I like to hand cut my petals because they're not. That's nature, you know. Nothing's necessarily. Uh, yeah. stamp. I did start out stamping, you know, I, and everything was very cookie cutter, almost literally cookie cutter uh yeah. but i like when things are uh, this petal looks different than this petal everything's a little bit shorter or different right. shape um, but i am going to put together kind of like something you could make a template out of so bring some cardstock or something i'll have some shapes drawn out for you to make a little template for yourself so if you feel like i cannot be trusted to hand cut a square <laughs> trace it and cut it out that way and and we're going to hot glue it, just like what Jen always says. We're, we're gluing stuff to stuff. So we're just gluing little petals together.
0: I'm very excited. Uh, Is it November yet? Well, I am too. I <laughs> love it. I know. Not yet. Don't, don't do that to me. You know, I'm not that's ready yet. True, that's true. As I'm sweating over here, like for many reasons. <laughs> oh, well, I'm ready for that part of it. <laughs> so what do you like to do? Aside from like, do you have any other hobbies like that are not craft? Mm, any not guilty crafty. pleasures? Yes. Any like um, anything that you like to do? Oh <laughs> That's
1: that. a good one. <laughs> um, I do love to go to wineries. I love to go. Um, I, I do. I, I know that sounds silly. I sound like a wino, but I love to go and sit. Um, I love the little cards they give you where they say, okay, this is, these are the notes you're supposed to be getting. Here's the mouthfeel. And I love talking with my husband. Like, How do you get out of that? I'm just having a conversation about it. So I do love to go sit at wineries. Um, I love to work out. I know that sounds so cheesy. Um, but if I don't walk in, at least and get my wiggles out, then I'm just jittery and awkward. So I think to, yeah. for everybody's sake, it's best if I move. And that's probably the dancer in me, you know, cause I'm not oh, yeah. taking a dance class or teaching a dance class right now. So I think that's just me needing to move like I'm a hyperactive toddler. Uh, I love to cook. I love to eat food um, and I love to cook. I love to have people over. I love a big table with all the friends and the wine and the food and charcuterie boards. Uh, speaking of charcuterie boards, oh, really? it's a, so we've got a, a really fun class that I'm really excited about. Okay. Did you was, see that? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm all in that. So very <laughs> excited about that because <laughs> I love that. I love because um, it's this, it, cooking is an art and making um, oh. place settings and cute little centerpieces and the napkin rings. I love entertaining mm-hmm. and having friends over. And when, when the games get going, the laughter gets going and just ever like, I'm, i might I, I need to leave so I don't pee my pants. You know, like those kind of, <laughs> I love that. And I feel like that's the campfire. At Star. Like, okay, let me make sure I pee sure. before I go down because I, will. <laughs> sure. okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. gosh,
0: Mandy will do that to you. <laughs> yes, she will. Gosh, I love her. Um, What's your favorite camp story from last year? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing? Holy smokes. Okay, so I,
1: I really loved the the final night, the show and tell, where everybody was just, all the art is on the tables, and um, I was very badly playing guitar, and um, Glee Club was so fun to just get up and oh dance. The, the horse, when we did the, uh, was so the thing, I mean... <laughs> What's the silliness? And your tap shoes. My tap shoes. <laughs> so just the, the silliness of it and getting, not having to cook the food. You guys, if you've not been yeah. to Lucky Star, at least come to eat. And maybe <laughs> get, get a toe into some crafty, artsy things and we'll we'll get you in. Don't worry. Just come for the food. Um, the The girl time in the cabins. I mean, there's just, there's so many things. I mean, the, the campfire and... Gosh, it, it it really I did horseback riding too, which and I love oh. horses. So, I mean, all the things. I got a massage. You really do roll out the red carpet in terms of just checking all the boxes. Like it's it's a vacation and it's it's gonna you can do a spa sort of thing, you can go horseback riding, you can dance, you can do your art, or you can do nothing and just go sit by this gorgeous river and be yoga. I mean it's hard to to call just just one thing, um, but it sometimes it's the downtime that is at the meals or. Um, Adria and I went inside and we we're doing TikTok dances by the fire one night, like just <laughs> just because you know, like we I don't know, just the the silly little downtime, really, and getting to be with other women that that are sweet and kind and gracious and everybody is so like your artwork is amazing and you're so beautiful and no you're beautiful no you are you know like it's just this sweet <laughs> place to be and it's I don't know it gives me goosebumps and I just get grinny
0: <laughs> everybody could see my well, I'm smile. I'm so excited to have you on the instructor team this year. I
1: know. I'm I am
0: really too. really thrilled. I I, I love for my instructors to make everyone feel feel welcome and you yes. you're going to be great. At, I mean, you yeah. are great at that. Well, my, so
1: a real quick insert and, and with feeling welcome, my heart is always, um, I think telling somebody that they're welcome is sort of uh, not weak, but it it's not as strong as saying you're wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're welcome yeah. to come if you want doesn't mean anything. No, we
0: want you there.
1: But if somebody says, yeah. please, I want I want you, my heart would be happy if your heart was there, if you were by my side and we, if I got to know you more, that being wanted is so much different and so much stronger. Oh, I love that. Than just being welcome. You know? I love that. So
0: I want. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to borrow that for a social media uh, post. Do it.
1: <laughs> I think, I think the world needs a little bit more of that. Cause I think we do just kind of go, you're welcome to come. And it's always like, if you want, like. You know what I'm saying? So I think we're just conditioned to say, and I think our intentions are good. I think we really mean to say, I'd love it if you would be there. I want you there. But we just kind of go, you're welcome. And so some of us, I'm one of those people who's like, do they really? Am I welcome? You know, I second guess things. I kind of get in my head. So if somebody says, will you please come? I really want you there. I'm like, okay, yes. So everybody, I want (laughs) to be at Lucky Star. Please, please, please. You are wanted.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay, the last question. If you had something to show and tell, if it was show and tell day at school, and I don't know if they did this at your Mm -hmm. arts school, but on Fridays, for me, at my school, we always had show and tell, and we got to bring something from home that was special to us, or, I mean, there were people introducing baby sisters, or... Anything that you might have right now at the top of your mind. Obviously, you're not showing us, but that you want to tell us about. It could be anything. Anything. Yeah. So a piece of artwork
1: that I made, actually, comes to mind. And it's special to me because it's the first thing I made for my husband. So when we first got to Nashville, um, he was doing some music, some artist management, And he had this new office and it was a very big deal. And so I gathered some things that I'd had. And I was telling you, I really love to use um, sheet music and and just things around that are Uh safe. So I made, um, I got a canvas and out of sheet, teed sheet music, I cut out a guitar shape and there's some black velvet in the center for the hole. And that was a fabric um, that I used to make some things for our wedding some gold string that I'd used in our wedding. I I handmade all the boutonnieres and corsages. I made little flowers. Oh wow, Um, cool. And so I, and I took buttons from things that I, so all these things are just things that had come from our wedding. And I made a little songbird, because that's what he calls me, a songbird. And I made it out of lace. Um, And I just, and I I made it in his favorite colors. And it was the first um, so I think making art sometimes feels vulnerable and it feels sure. like, I think this is really cool, but is every, is everybody else, you know, or is my husband going to think this is cool, you know? Um, and yeah. I presented this piece of me, you know, this, this thing that took me forever. And it was this, this big gift of me, I, I was feeling, um, and he sat there and he looked at it and he just cried and it just, it was just oh. really sweet, newlywed, wed moment um from our from our past you know it was kind of uh this moment where we um he appreciated a part of me and you know and and it, it just meant a lot to me um so that would i think that's what i would show just because i think that that is art in itself that oh yeah, that being able and that is that's lucky star being able to make even if even if it, you threw it together, I think sometimes we feel like, I don't know, I, it's what came out. And I just kind of put it out there. And it kind of grows on you sometimes. And being able to show that to everybody else and the way the culture at Lucky Star is very, again, it's very like, man, Lisa, that is so beautiful. I, You're so good. You, this is just incredible. I can't believe that came out of your brain. You're just wonderful. And you. Ju- it's just that. The sharing of something that came from your soul and the way that everybody else receives it is really, is kind of, for me, what Lucky Star is. And that's something that I would feel
0: comfortable sharing. Um, Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah.
0: That makes me feel really great.
1: That's true. I think you're (laughs) doing good work. You're doing God's work. I'm really proud of you.
0: Thank you. This is the 10th year. I I can't believe it's the 10th year. I know. It's very exciting.
1: I'm a little nervous well, you might have up your sleeve, to be honest. Well,
0: yeah. I'm I know. So you're,
1: uh-huh, there's that, that grin. Everybody, she's grinning. There
0: are going to be some fun things. I wouldn't trust Lots you. of fun things. Lots of fun things. Okay. Where, where can our listeners find you and Willow, Ivy, and Wednesday?
1: Um, on Instagram, mostly, is my Willow, Ivy, and, spelled out, and Wednesday. Um, and then I have the same thing on Facebook, but it's mostly just a, um, for people who aren't on Instagram or for back, back in the day for people who weren't, I think everybody is now, um, sort of a, an echo of that, but that's where I hang out and post most of my stuff. And some of it's silly and jokey and some of it's just projects that people have requested and, and things that I've made for people.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. Mm-hmm. This thank has been you. so much fun. It's an
1: honor. Yes. And
0: I'm looking forward to getting all your class info up on the website soon for everyone to mm-hmm. see. And um, it'll be, you know, sometime probably early fall, mid fall when we get to start registering for classes. So You're exciting. I don't know what it's exciting. I still have to pick all my it's going to be so hard. It's so hard.
1: <laughs> and last year was hard. I was like, can we have like four more days of classes? Very, very talented instructors. Very, it's going to be really hard to narrow this down. So. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: thank you again, and I'll see you soon. Hey, okay. Ciao. Bye. Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.